This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show <laughs> with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ, PK, time to welcome in Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Joe, do you have a birthday party to throw today? Um, I don't know about a birthday party, um, but a birthday, yeah. Jack, Jack uh, our youngest, is one today. So, One. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, so not necessarily a, a party, and I think the twins were more excited to rip his presents open than he was, but um, yeah, very a very quick year has gone by, because it feels like, I mean, obviously probably not for Renee, but it feels like we just had him yesterday, so um, yeah, exciting day. Oh, cool. Yeah, way to go. So what are they, like... Five and one, is that what it is now? Yeah, the twins are five and, and Jake's one, so bit of a gap. So if we want our fourth we'll have to uh, get it out get it done quickly. Yeah, we'll Renee see later, was looking Joe. at me when I Renee was looking at me when I said that. <laughs> four? Why are you stopping at four, man? You're going like at least six, aren't you? Oh. No. If if we were to have one more, it would be one more. But I uh Leave that that decision up to the the boss. I just partake in what I need to do. I love the way you said if, with emphasis, I know you were looking at her, trying to get back in her good graces at that point. All right, enough comedy. Let me be very clear. So we'll see. It's harder. It's it's busy enough. Well, more for Renee, obviously, because I'm away for every day of their lives. But um, three is, is a handful anyway, so we'll see. You know, Joe, a long time ago, before you were here, I did jazz pre-half and post-game on TV, and I'd always watched a lot of jazz games, but the fact that I had to be in the arena at a... What? That was when the TVs were black and white? TVs black and white. He's making a joke that you're old. It wasn't in HD, I'll give you that. I'm not that old, Joe. It was standard definition, not high definition. And uh, But it really drove home just... It's so many games. And people say they watch every game, but they don't. And they drift away if it's a 20- or 30-point game late. And, and just, yeah. the, just that what a grind it can be. And I'm not running up and down the court. I'm just sitting there. But I did have to be sitting there. And you really yeah. got a sense of the grind of the season. And I see it sometimes in games. I'm, I'm watching the Toronto game. And you got the turnovers in the first half. And you're giving up points on offensive rebounds. And I had up at halftime. It's almost half of Toronto's points. Is, is running off turnovers and, and yeah. getting second-chance points. And clearly at halftime, that was a major point of discussion because both of those things slowed to a trickle, and then you guys just dominate the second half. And, and you, know, you had a couple guys shooting the three real well, obviously. But you win the second half 58-40. So I just wonder how much of it right now is the opponent and how much of it is battling yourself to really stay focused on the details. Because when you do, you're really good. And when you don't, you let teams with 500, even sub-500 records, hang around or lead you at halftime. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's tough, obviously. And 
the, the other side of it, which I think people forget about more than not, um, is our opponents. Like obviously, we've got, I wouldn't say we've got a target on that. We're, we're a good team. People know what they're going to get from us um, majority of the nights. But I think a, a lot of regular fans, kind of the, the, the people that I watch every day or, 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 or know enough about the sport even, um, and how good this league is. Like, it's not get it. I mean, obviously, you can look at, like, the Orlando game. It's a young team developing, trying to find themselves a new coach, drafted a couple of new players. But they're, they're, like, they're still a good team. They're NBA players. They've got NBA coaches. Like, they're, they're still a, a really... They, they play hard. They definitely Orlando. Obviously, we haven't played a, a bunch of these teams yet, but, but they play the right way. Um and if you're not on your game or you, you are having an off night or, or someone's someone's sick or someone's injured or whatever the situation is, like these, these teams are, are really good. And If we're not... Sometimes we can be as focused on every detail we want and we can do everything perfectly. They still might make a shot or, or we still might have a turnover because we're, we're trying to play the right way for our team. Um, so I think... A part of it, obviously, is, is on us, and we know that we can dictate a lot of things that, that with the way we want to defend or the way we want to move the ball or, or whatever the situation is for that game. But let's not get it twisted. Like these, there's 29 other really good teams in this league. Yes, some got, some teams are younger, some teams are, are less experienced. Some guys will be, we'll, we'll face teams that are resting guys or, or with COVID situations or, or whatever's going on. But to to kind of like, I think people discredit these teams a lot quicker than what they should. Um, we know, as does uh, I think every other team. Like every night, you're getting in, you're going into a battle, regardless of who's in or out, or, or resting or not, or whatever, or who we've got resting or, or injured, or, or whatever the situation is. There's some really, really good teams, and like you were saying in your. Uh, question if we if we don't box out or we don't look after the ball like we we can lose to these teams as, as can anyone else so um you do have to be focused and there's obviously like you said with, with the long season there's sometimes that someone might just not have it they they might yeah, i mean obviously there's a million things that could be going on um but we still obviously turn up and, and you do your best and sometimes our best isn't good enough and and we go away and watch film and, and, and try and get better but it's a uh, I mean, it's a hell of a league. It's a competitive league. It's a it's a really strong league. Give you a little background in another life. I came up before I was a st- just this stud radio star. I was a newspaper sports writer. <laughs> you were my assistant radio star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before I blossomed, and my first job was in Casa Grande, Arizona, which is halfway between Phoenix and Tucson, and it made eleven thousand five hundred dollars. So wow. the reason why, I, yeah, the reason why I bring that up is that was basically three years of salary for what you had to pay for pushing a referee. How in the world could you possibly write a check for thirty thousand dollars? There's no way I could do that. So I actually got you. You, you guys are like this. I got an email the other day from them. Um, so obviously you can appeal it, which everybody does because why wouldn't you appeal it? Um, just obviously not me getting the fine but the number of the fine or, or if you can get some of the money back and I think it's it's just obviously a rule they've always had um, 
like technical fouls, you can appeal technical fouls and, and all that. So I get an email the other day from the NBA and whatever million people were on the chain, my agent's on it, the Jazz are on it, obviously. Um, and it says, like, it's a little statement from the NBA, like, hey, you've been fined this much money and you need to pay the money by whatever whatever the date was. Um, and I, <laughs> feeling a bit uh, mischievous, I clicked reply all and wrote, I, don't, I actually should look who's on there. I hope, like, Adam Silver's not on there or anything, but I wrote back <laughs> and said, um, could you guys just send me your Venmo account and I'll get right to it. And <laughs> no... <laughs> Not one, not one person replied. So I don't know if they're going to find me again or not. But um, yeah, obviously, a bit of a S H I T T Y situation. Um, yeah, obviously, and I think obviously why, like all the reports I got back was like you're going to get suspended, obviously, because it's a referee and kind of zero tolerance of touching a referee um, in that way, obviously. Um, so I was like adamant and sure I was going to get at least a game or two. Um, but obviously having a very good reputation with the referees and they, I think majority of them like me reasonably. And um, it's funny, so people that kind of don't know, you, you actually get a call from the NBA and you have to give an interview of like what happened, what you saw. Um, so obviously I gave my piece and they interview Ed Malloy, who was the referee in the, in the, um, in the, whatever you call it situation. Um, so between all the interviews, they come up with a, a fine or a suspension. And obviously from what I said, and, and I'm assuming from what Ed said, he must've had my back a little bit. Um, I didn't get suspended, which I, I think a lot of people were very surprised at. And I, I was too. I thought, I, and I told him and I told the NBA, I actually saw the referee as I was leaving um, the stadium and apologized. And I actually didn't know I'd pushed him until I got back to the locker room and saw it on TV. And I was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I apologized to him and, and he was really good at after the game. And then obviously explains it, you, you explain it to the NBA and they come up with their kind of verdict of, of what the, the punishment is. So I'll... Uh, I don't know, don't know if I'm allowed to buy it a beer, but one day when we're both retired, I'll buy him a beer. <laughs> so on the video, that moment, there's a moment where like you, you run 70 feet, which, by the way, forget the slow-mo Joe thing. I thought you covered, pretty quick, I right? thought you covered that 70 oh, feet yeah, pretty quick. Forget the boomers. He's going to be in the 100-meter dash <laughs> oh, in the Olympics. You say bolt, move <laughs> over, man. Joe is flying. <laughs> and then there's a moment you kind of rock. So I thought maybe, look at that look on your face, you realized, oh, boy, I just crossed the line there. But you, you didn't realize on the court? Because when, when right. you spun away, I thought, right now he's considering what he has to uh, explain to his wife about paying that massive fine. No, I, I like, I, yeah, I promise you, I, I had literally not. I, all I, obviously from my point of view of it was, saw the altercation or whatever happened and was like, in my mind, I need to get down there to obviously get Rudy away or get, um, I can't even remember who it was now, Miles Turner, get Miles, like, just get in between, like, just get away from it all, get them away from it all. And um, if I end up getting a technical or whatever, kind of like whatever, um, we need Rudy to play and we need Rudy in the game and we don't need him suspended. And, and that was my, my only kind of thought process. So, I just try to get down there to, to kind of break it up and 
obviously once I went back to the locker room, it was replaying on every channel you could think of. Um, And I saw it, obviously what happened, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm screwed. (laughs) Um, So the 30,000 fine is a lot less than what one game or two game suspension would have been. So um, obviously very understanding of why the NBA fined me. I love the NBA. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually surprised, though, that that type of thing doesn't happen more because you guys are competitive. It's a close environment. You're rubbing up, smacking each other, bumping, boxing out, all that type of stuff. To to me, I thought the the technicals, the ejection's fine, and then give you some fine. I didn't think it was worthy of a suspension myself because I'm surprised that that stuff doesn't happen more often than it does. Yeah, um, I think I said a bit of that in my interview too. It was just like it's a, it's obviously a physical game, um, regardless of being a kind of non-contact or, or whatever um, sport. It's physical. Guys get into it. We're competitive, like you said. It's like the adrenaline of twenty thousand people in there. Depending on like who it is or what the matchup is, like you get into it with guys. Um, I don't think anyone in the NBA is ever going to like I mean not ever because it's obviously happened before but very rarely guys are like throwing punches and actually like really fighting fighting that's like no one wants to get suspended no one really wants to get fined Um, as much as we all get as much as we all get paid we still want to keep our money Um, but I I, yeah I mean the little altercations of technicals and and all that I get for sure Um, I said to Ed Malloy, actually, I was like, why did you get in the middle of it? Like, you guys, like, <laughs> if, if there's a fight breaking out, then you guys have no chance of stopping it. At least we can, like, pull Rudy back or talk to him while we're doing it. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's competitive. Like, I was kind of saying with the, the first question, it's like, oh, there's a lot of good teams and players, and you, you're battling with these guys, and some guys have more history, whether it be playing each other when they were younger or, or altercations or things that have happened in the past and, and whatever it is. So it's, it's always competitive. And I mean, sometimes the best kind of way to, to, to keep it competitive, but obviously not let it escalate is to like, just kind of give a couple of technicals early or at some point in the game. And I think guys would take a step back because no one obviously wants to get thrown out. So um, it's a, it's a tough job for, for the refs. It's tough for us to, to kind of keep your head at times because it is competitive. We're all trying to win and um, there's obviously never any kind of like um, moments where you're trying to hurt somebody or, or, or trying to do anything like that. But it, it gets competitive and um, that's obviously another, obviously why this league is good because there is so many good players and, and teams. So Rudy Gay, we've all been wondering, he hasn't been available to interview, and he pulled the curtain back a little bit as far as uh, the surgery, the length of duration. He said yeah. that he had to learn to walk again. Um, how much of that were you aware of over the summer and into the fall as you started working out? And, and what kind of has been his, uh, kind of had to graph his trend as he's gotten better? When could you really say see? Because obviously you played against him for years, so you know, hey, Rudy Gay's getting back to being Rudy Gay again. Yeah, um, obviously once we signed him and I got back from the Olympics and um, kind of spoken to him a couple of times, like you obviously know what's going on in majority of things of what's going on in people's lives or, or obviously kind of injury-wise and all that. So um, 
Yeah, I mean, he might be overplaying having to learn to walk again. I'm sure he still knew how to walk. Um, <laughs> figuring <laughs> figuring it out post-surgery is obviously getting his foot back to, or like, whatever the actual surgery, I don't know what the, the official name of the surgery was, but making sure, obviously, everything's moving and working and, and obviously, your your feet, ankles are a pretty, pretty big part of, of what we do. Um but he's worked. I mean, he's worked really hard to get to this point. Like to to see, knock on wood. But I've I've never really had had any of these major injuries these guys have had, and and the dedication to like the the rehab program and getting in there every day and not getting out of play, not getting out of practice, starting with like spot shooting, starting with like sometimes almost not on court until you to obviously until you reach a certain level. So. Um, he's been committed to it. He's obviously had a bit of a, a plan in place, and he's followed that plan. And um, it was it was fun to have him out there last night. I think. Um, I mean, I said it last night too, but to to not forget or discredit what Eric did, Eric Pascal did either. He, he was great for those, um, however many games we we started off the year. He was. For, for him and Hassan, new guys coming in to, to fit in so seemingly seamless and and, and help us win games. Um, it's a tough situation. And then obviously for Eric to kind of just be almost out of the rotation right away. Obviously with Rudy coming back, he he probably figured he, he, his role would be less, but um, he's the same. He's professional. He'll, he'll be ready if we need him and um, or when we need him, because there, there will obviously definitely be times and, um, so yeah, it's a it's a tough it's a tough job, man. It's seventeen of us battling for eight nine guys minutes. Um, everyone wants to be out there as much as possible, but it was yeah, it was fun to have Rudy out there, and I think it obviously showed a a very good uh, first game at home and and what he can do for our team and what he can bring um, on both ends of the floor. He blocked a couple of shots. He obviously made a couple of plays on the rim. He, he shot the ball well. Um, his his ball movement is something that has always been um, in his his game. Obviously, recently with the Spurs too, it makes it an easy transition. So, um, yeah, good to have him back. He's got a terrible oh. nickname though. What is it? Ocho, whatever they're calling him. Oh, oh, oh the number, the number, the number, the number. Gotcha, terrible. gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know a guy named Michael Cezepil? C z e p i l. Um, not when you say it like that, but maybe if I saw a picture or <laughs> or the name. Is it, he should, coaches it. I know. Well, he coaches at UC Riverside and down there in California, and he was from Melbourne. And half their team is from Australia. So I wondered if you had a connection to those guys. Um, I do know. So the old head coach of UC Riverside was our, or is still our Boomers assistant coach, who's now. He's moved. He's the associate, associate head coach at Oklahoma. Um, but he was at Riverside for a couple of years, so he was probably the influence of bringing all those people over. Um, okay. Unless there was someone there before that, but I I, I would doubt it. Um, so his name, yeah, it's, his name's David Patrick. He's the associate head coach of Oklahoma now and, and one of our Boomers assistants who actually... We were in camp in LA and we were doing walkthrough, and he, the coaches were walking through on offense, and the players were on defense. And he, 
when I say walk through, like your walking pace, like when you get out of bed, that to take your first wee in the morning, that walking pace. <laughs> Um, and he did his Achilles. He ruptured his Achilles oh, doing that. So you're kidding? Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> it was. I, I can laugh about it now because it's been a long time, and he's back walking and he's he's healthy again. But he he was literally walking and he was he was doing it in Air Maxes and or like some shoe that had that like bubble kind of like bubble clear yeah. um, bubble thing on the heel of it. And right. we all thought when he started limping that he'd like busted the the little bubble on his shoe because he kept looking at his shoe and then they we went to the next drill when he kind of walked off and as soon as we saw the physios looking at him he was like yeah he'd done his <laughs> he'd done his wow. so, on a yeah, so he didn't get to come away with us um because of that so i'm gonna we actually go to oklahoma next week um so i'm gonna take my medal with me and and have dinner with him and and obviously oh, cool he was a he, he is a part of our team and, and obviously missed a, uh, a a good experience. So I'll um, I'll take mine and we'll have dinner and have a chat about it and I'll make sure his his, his Achilles is okay. Yeah. I shouldn't laugh, but it was <laughs> he, he would laugh about it now how it happened because it was literally like the slowest walk of like just really like basic going through some offense and defensive stuff and he and he busted his Achilles. Wow. Must have been hanging by a thread, Joe. Yeah. That's what that's what we were saying. It was like if you'd done anything like actually powerful, like you jumped or whatever he'd done, he would have obviously done it as well. So um and he's old, so that doesn't help. Yeah, it's probably in his forties, huh? Yeah, he's really old, like forty one <laughs> or two or something. <laughs> well you can ask him about black and white TVs. <laughs> No, he's he's not in your age bracket. Yeah, you guys are in another life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all. Joe. Well, thanks for coming on and making fun of us. We we would miss it if you didn't do it. Of course, I mean, that's what my weekly entertainment is. <laughs> all right. Well, you got a birthday party later today too, so uh, <laughs> yeah, cupcakes for everybody. So I'll, uh, he's just down for his morning nap. Once he gets up, I'll hang out with him for a bit and then head to the airport. There you go, Sacramento. Got a got a flight to catch. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Joe Ingles joined us right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. As always, basketball takes, random hilarious stories. <laughs> Venmo. You got a Venmo. I can send that to you. Can you imagine someone Venmoed you 30 grand? No. I would, you would like to. Yeah, but you'd immediately think, okay, wait a minute. If I click on this, my computer's going to shut down. Yeah, some, some <laughs> something's up. Overseas. This, this can't be true, right? Something that's all going to mess it all up. Yeah, I know, yeah. sure. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are broadcasting live this morning. We're at the Murdoch Chevrolet in Woods Cross. And, uh, hey, it's, it's an early Christmas for all you jazz fans who are nearby and stop by. You want to do a little Christmas shopping, pick up a jazz T-shirt shirt or a jazz cap for uh, someone in your family who'd like maybe for yourself, who are we kidding, but you know maybe for a Christmas gift for somebody else or a birthday gift. We've also got an enter to win contest going in a little more than an hour well about an hour, we're going to give away tickets to the Utah-Oregon football game, so stop by and enter. We are at the Woods Cross uh, Murdoch Chevy dealer right off the freeway you can't miss it off the 2600 south exit, we're just a uh, about 30 seconds north of that exit. DJ and PK, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.